The year is 2023. PBS Plus has just launched bringing the world's streaming services to 4,387. How can anyone be expected to go through all this content? Fear not, loyal passengers. Captain Joe Shoes and his first mate Mez are here to travel through space and time to bring you the best nuggets pop culture has to offer. Strap in. It's time for the Car Jomez Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 336 of the Car Jomez Podcast. I'm Mez, and my co-host, as always, is... The Magistrate of Caravan City. I'm Joe from the Car Jomez Podcast. Yeah, you are. What's up, buddy? Nothing. <laughs> nothing, nothing going on, bro? No. I'm just, you know, kind of hanging out, doing a podcast. Mm, that's nice. Podcasting's fun. Yeah, podcast is fun. Podcast is serious. You oh, podcast serious. too much, you're going to get delirious. Oh. You don't oh. podcast enough, you're going to disappear. Podcast is so, so serious. Mm, yes, it is. <laughs> Write that down. We got, we got it. We got it saved, bro. We're just yeah, gonna, good. we'll put some music behind it, and we got It'll a little be track. Here in perpetuity. <laughs> we got a podcast hot is track. fun. Podcast is serious. Your podcast oh, too much. That wasn't the music the I was thinking. <laughs> that's the upbeat, happy version. I was. <laughs> well, don't you remember the song? Um, so you remember, you remember the show Life Goes On, probably from the late eighties, early nineties. Sure, and I it had a, uh, a. Uh, Mentally challenged man named Corky. Yeah, Corky. Yeah, I remember Corky. So Corky put out an album at one point. And his, yeah, he did. His his hit song was called "Eating Is Fun, Eating Is Serious." Yeah, he did. You eat too much, you're gonna get delirious. You eat too little, you're gonna disappear. Eating is so so serious. I have not thought about. That show, first of all, in forever, and then to, I usually think, of course, you think of Jared Leto and Claire Danes, right? I Why they were on of, that? What in my so-called life, right? That's, no, life goes on. Life goes on. Who's in this one? Life Corky. Nah, but who, that's the main character. I no, oh, life goes on. I remember that. I I remember Corky. I thought he was on some other thing. Corky. No, he's just it's fucking quirky. It's about a family who has a a child. He was the who... star? That was wow. Look at that. That was progressive in the in the 80s, bro. That's a crazy show. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up right now. We're gonna tell you about all the hit guys and women in this show. Life goes on 1989. Let's see. Someone's Ran for four it. seasons. Who's on 83 this? episodes total. A uh, bunch of big names. No. No. <laughs> nope. No. Wow. So he's Chad the main... Lowe. <laughs> Chad Lowe did 37 episodes. This is crazy. So he was the... I thought he was like a, a small part on someone else's show. That's why I was confused for a minute there. No. he He's the number two listed actor on this show. Chris Burke is his name. What has he been up to? What's, what's he been doing? Let's let's he's, see. Is he still Gomez. Let's add no. a little bit of music. No, no, yes. no shot. No yes. shot. Yes. 
Oh, come on. The IMDB game for Chris For someone Burton. we've never heard of. This is the silliest thing in the world. I think it's great. Yeah, got... let me guess. He's done a, a shampoo commercial. What am I supposed to fucking guess here, bro? How about ER, Mona Lisa Smile, Touch by Lisa an Angel. <laughs> Touch by an Angel. The Commish. Whoa, The Commish. The Commish was a great show. I love that show. That Did was like, guess? that was like my castle before castle. Like best. that was my, when I was, was a great. kid. I loved the commish. Of course. Did you name four things that wasn't life goes on on his 100%. IMDb? Yeah. So that wasn't even on there. His thing. Oh, I'm sorry. His top four. Was... No, known for his number one is life goes on. Okay, I thought I, I was gonna say this guy's name is this, and but like. All those uh one or two episodes, like he hasn't really done anything. No, I think he was a star of ER. <laughs> he was the doctor. <laughs> you know, a little he actually went to plastic surgeon school and now he's George Clooney. <laughs> it's a very uplifting story. It's 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 great. You always root for the underdog. <laughs> Hollywood needs more of that. You know what Corky, I mean? Corky, you you are our George Clooney. Thank you, Corky. Thank you, Corky. Oh, what a star. You know know what else sucks? You don't have people named Corky anymore. Not since Corky Romano, right? That's about, that was the last. That was probably the last great Corky. That's it. I'm trying to think right now. I can't think of Corky. Come on. Why don't you have a child and name it that? I just I, I don't want to have a child. Maybe I'll find one. Or maybe I'll gold. just start calling. What if I just start calling yours, Corky? No, I don't think she'll like that. She'll Why don't get you get a, a goldfish? No, she has a personality. She will not get over it, bro. She'll get over it. Kids don't get over things. You understand? Kids bring up things that happened four years ago for two seconds of their life, and they still bring it up to this day, bro. I'm it's gonna something. I'm gonna try it out. We're gonna we'll try it on. We'll go on like a name fitting. And I'll be like, yo, Corky, and see if she answers. Okay, good luck, bro. <laughs> this is all right. If you want to get those mean mugs, bro. <laughs> I'm I'm willing to take that chance. Sure. She's going to pay you no mind. She's going <laughs> to be Disney like, Disney time. She's going to be like, I'm Corky. She's like, like, shut up, Corky. You're a Corky, <laughs> she might say to you. <laughs> Give you one of those. You are. Oh, what a way to start this show. Thank you guys for listening to the Car Jomez podcast. Remember to subscribe to this show wherever it is that you're watching it on YouTube or if you're listening on any of the podcast apps. Leave us a five-star review. And if and when you do, screenshot that review. Tweet it to us at Car Jomez. And you could be the recipient of an autographed 8x10 from both Gomez and myself as a token of our appreciation. And uh, share it with your friends, because that would be nice. We would like to have uh, record-setting downloads for the year 2023. And for that, we need you and your friends. Like like Pink, only it was you and your hand. So this is you and your friends, which is a lot more fun than just your hand. Well, I mean, it could be you and your hand. You just need your hand. I still like it. I still like it. I'm not, I'm not tossing it out by any means. <laughs> you know, you don't need a friend. Just take your hand, 
and subscribe on their shit. And that's it. That's we don't care. They don't need to watch it. Just make yes, sure they, they subscribe. They need to watch it in full. Click the like button. Click subscribe. Leave comments. Leave those lobster kisses. We love that. And you will too. <laughs> oh, what you been up to, bro? Oh, very busy week, Omens. Very, very busy. Uh, trying to fit a lot of stuff in. But there is some big news. We often talk about the business of streaming here. We do, right? Sure, of course. Let's talk about the business of cable television. Okay, what's up with cable television, bro? So professional sports leagues have been getting paid insane amounts of money from the local uh, sports networks, right? The, what do they call yeah, them? The, the regional right sports networks, the RSNs. Mm-hmm. And Bally Sports, which is a, a chain of networks all over the country, and they have about 50 teams total between the NBA and the NHL and Major League Baseball. Well, they missed a huge interest payment, and now they are on the verge of going bankrupt. That's <laughs> so they used to pay their bill this month. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's crazy. So all these teams who are dependent upon this cable revenue. Sure. Yeah, are now saying, "Uh oh, what the fuck?" And this is probably going to have some some far-reaching consequences for sports because the NHL is already talking about having to possibly adjust the salary cap down because they're going to lose all this revenue, and they'll find some way to get the games out still. But when you are dependent upon TV revenue and you don't have TV revenue, where do you make that up? You, all the NHL packages in the land cannot make up for 32 teams with their own RSN deal. That's insane. You know, everyone wants shorter seasons, right? No one's going to give up games, right? They need that revenue. They can never not uh, have that coming in. For them to now (laughs) be worried about this, that's pretty crazy. uh, Cable's been in trouble for a long time. This is not a new thing. Cord cutting has been around probably, I would say, the past 10 years now. Yeah, but I don't think it's as big. Yeah, but I don't think it's I don't think it's been as big as it's thought of. Plenty of people still got cable. I know lots of people they talk a big game, but they still got fucking cable. I don't I haven't had cable in probably ten years. Because you don't need it though. You work and then you come home and you watch the Mets. I mean, seriously, what do you need TV for? I I, I have the streaming services. If you add all that up, even even between my streaming services, splitting streaming with other people, and then Paying for my baseball package, I still come out way ahead of the game rather than pay however much for a cable deal. Sure. But I just think you are you're great. You should people should do that. But I think you're rare. I think it's rare. I think most people still got their cable. I think obviously more and more has come as we've gone on, but this is obviously a thing now. These sport these networks aren't generating the revenue they we're used to or hoping to or wanting to. And that's why sports and live events still carried the weight for getting those uh, huge contracts when they came up time for renewal. Look at WWE. Remember when they signed that big deal with Fox for what was it, like a billion dollars or something? A couple billion, yeah. You know, that's that's a lot of money. And, and Fox was regretting that almost instantly, right? Yes, but it's picked up. It's much better now. But yes, yeah, so for a while, it was, it was pretty rough. Yeah, you pay uh, billions of dollars and you ain't getting better ratings than you used to have. So, yeah, I'd be pretty pissed off too. 
Yeah, but who, who's to say that by the time this contract ends, and I, I believe it was for five years, I mean, so we might be about halfway through that by now, but who's to say that that money's still going to be there come renewal time? I, I mean, I would assume that there's going to be offers out there. People are still going to need content, but who's to say $2 billion is still going to be, you know, on the table? I think so, because everything keeps going up and up. And now that their ratings have, you know, they're now on the low end, you know, SmackDown gets good ratings every week. So they're going to get their money. That's something I don't – because also you lose that content, right? That's the thing. These people, they pay for the stuff, and it's like, well, now we can't lose this. What are we going to – you know, what would happen if USA lost fucking wrestling? Like, they got no shows. They haven't had a they hit have, show in uh, forever. What is the bird notice? Bro, they haven't had those shows in like 10 years now. Seriously. Like Suits, I guess, right? Maybe that's the last thing. And that was even six, seven years ago. Like that's, it's been a while. But at some point you are going to see this happening or people are going to go to a a Sling TV where they get a their choice of channels or whatever, or a YouTube TV, a YouTube Live or Apple TV, all these things that are, exist and give you a part of the cable package, the part you want. No one, I can't see... The majority of people still signing up for a basic cable package. Now, I also think you're off base here, too, because everyone is complaining that there's too much streaming. There's too many streaming services. People and, want and there is, but we are going Amazon to see... bundle, that Hulu bundle. People want these bundles, which is like a cable thing. It's it's coming full circle here. No, nah, we're not going back to the, the TV days, though. We we have streaming now. We don't need to go it's back. Just gonna be diff- it's just it's a gonna... matter of streamlining the streaming. Yes, but it's it's just a new form of cable. It's that same idea of everyone's, oh, yeah, I just want to pick. Not when everything's fucking $5, $10, then you don't want to pick. Now you want to pay just $50 and you're going to get this and that. It's just like cable. So it's 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 going to happen again. But either way, sports is going to be affected. And that's the point of this. Fuck it. All these teams. Yeah. And apparently the teams that have the, the bigger followings are pretty much going to be unaffected. The bankruptcy court or the, or the networks are going to make sure they get their money. But like a smaller market team who doesn't have the kinds of ratings that a larger market team does uh, will probably be uh, pennies on the dollar. Did they say, have they released a statement saying, you know, my bad or... We got you next week. Like, I, I haven't seen a statement from Diamond <laughs> Sports Group, which is the parent company of like the Bally Regional Sports Networks. But yeah. I have seen the leagues come out. The NBA had to issue a statement. The NHL had to come out and issue a statement saying that they are closely monitoring the situation. And uh, no matter what, we, um, I believe it was like we promised to make sure our fans still have access to our games, you know? Because mm-hmm. at, at this point, what do you say besides that? Yeah, no. I just I was wondering if these people were like, oh, well, there was a clerical error, you know, making up some bullshit to try to buy some time. We'll, we'll see. Thank you for that. That's uh, you got to keep us uh, posted on that, Joe. That's crazy. That's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. You know, there's an awful lot of teams that are going to be affected by this. Mm, my goodness. At least baseball's already started, right? Everyone's payrolls in, right? They got everything. We should be all right. It's more like next season, right? That'll be more like a next season situation, like towards the I, end I of the year, so. I would yeah. think. Mm, all of a sudden, it's, someone's it's going to affect how players, teams, right? yeah, um, yeah. You know, dissect their months. finances going forward. Trade deadline's going to be crazy, bro. <sighs> Who knows? <laughs> we got to get rid of these guys. Uh, 
You brought up wrestling, Joe. There was a yeah. big wrestling weekend. I don't Ooh. believe you. What I know you believe me because our man Joe, he was watching wrestling this weekend. I couldn't believe it. I did. I watched the wrestles. Wow. What you think of Elimination Chamber, bro? Thought it was a good show. Yeah, why? I, I thought it was, it was a, a really time. good show. I enjoyed it. Um, I didn't really think there was anything on the show that was bad, you know, yeah. by any means. That some stuff I like more than others, obviously, of but of course. I mean, the main event I thought told a great story, and man, there is that was a no win situation. It was. What would you have done, Joe? Would you have give Sammy that title, bro? So. Jeez, it's, it's, it's tough, man. It's really tough. In any other circumstance, I think you could have made a pivot there and put the belt on Sammy and had this that moment. great moment yes, that would have lived forever. You know what yes. I mean? Yeah, would have. But because of this thing they've built with Roman and this two-year streak that he's on and he's been the guy... And he's he's fucking killed it. Yes, yes. How do you how do you take the belt off him now? Because he needs it back in a month for WrestleMania. I know. And you can't just bring back the match tomorrow night on Raw. Nah. And can't do nitro shit. That's nitro you, shit. You, this is not the time for that. <clears throat> that time, there is a place for that. There genuinely is. But yes. this was not that. No. So you were in a no-win situation where you were damned if you do, damned if you don't. I didn't think – I thought the finish wasn't all that great. You know, it was kind of flat. Kevin Owens comes to make the save like a half hour after everybody's just beat up on Sami Zayn and he, interfered. He talked about the next day because he still fuck you, Sami. He's like, yeah, I've, I figured I should, but I did it for your family, not for you. You know, shit like that. But I really, they probably made the right decision going forward for what where they're planning to go. It's just one of those things where you had lightning in a bottle yes, and you knew you happened. had it. Yes. Everything lined up perfectly. The storyline, it being in Montreal, it was the perfect thing. Sammy could win it next month at WrestleMania. It still won't be the same. It won't be the same, no. It won't be the same. So it's just like, ah, I get it. I would have loved to see it, but I didn't think they would do it. Uh I don't even know. Do you think Roman's going to lose to Cody? I can see Roman beating Cody and making Cody really work for it. That that letdown. Oh, my God. The, the buildup. And also, this guy's really close to a 1,000 days. Do you think they want to hit that 1,000-day mark on this title reign? No. You don't think that matters to them? I mean, Those I think numbers. what he's already done is impressive enough. Oh, on of course. Time. Hell yeah. You know, so when he does drop it, whether that's at Mania or not, it's, it's going to be a big deal. They've already built up that panache of him being the champion. It's just, whether it's Cody at Mania or Cody at SummerSlam, at this point, it doesn't matter. It's just that you couldn't put it on Sammy now. That That's the main thing. You can do more with Sammy. I'm, I'm hoping, you know, they, because obviously, this obviously was a bigger deal being in Montreal, hometown. Yes. Montreal hasn't won anything in over 30 years. <laughs> so... Obviously, that was a big deal, and that's not something you can recreate, but Sammy is over elsewhere. Yes. So yes. as long as they do a good job of protecting him going forward, you still <laughs> have that option to go back to him in case you need to. 
I mean, but I'll be honest. When Sammy signed there 10 years ago, at no point was I ever thinking. World champion, WrestleMania, nothing. The first time I saw him without the fucking El Generico mask, I'm going. I I was looking at that going, yeah, no wonder this motherfucker had to wear a mask all these years. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) We'll see. They, uh, on Raw, they got this guy feuding with Baron Corbin, I guess. For a little placeholder. So already, Sammy's like, uh-oh. Baron Corbin still works there? <laughs> Bro, <laughs> they just brought in... I mean, he left now, but recently they brought in JBL to try to get this Baron Col- Corbin gimmick over. Like, to talk for him and shit. I just don't get it, bro. They try everything. No one gives a fuck about this guy. <laughs> uh, but all in all... I thought Elimination Chamber was a really good show. I, the men's chamber match, I think, was the show stealer. Just, yeah, great match. I mean, really, really great well stuff. done. Um, the spot with uh, Montez Ford Crazy. Uh, getting hurt, and then that was the gateway to open the cage so Logan yeah. Paul could come in and do the money clip after his great. favorite wrestler and mine, Easy Money. <laughs> That's the name of the move, the money clip. The money clip. That's the name of the move. <laughs> I just know it from Hangman. I don't really. It's been a long time since I paid attention. What? Well, uh, well, Hangman Page uses that's his finishing move. Oh, that's really? The buck, it's the buckshot lariat. Yeah, oh, no one gives move. a shit. It's the fucking money clip. <laughs> Remember when Hangman Page was going to be a big deal? <laughs> I mean, I. I've heard about it, but I, I'm not on that that boat. He's fine, you know. I, I like him. He's okay. He's fine. is he even still on TV? I, I don't think I've seen. Like, look, look, I'm not trying to take shots. Like, legitimately, I'm not. But they made him the champion, right? Wasn't he the champion? Yes, yes he was. He's and now everyone has forgotten about him because I haven't seen a single mention of Hangman Page in any of my social media, and I'm on social media a lot, and. <laughs> I ain't seen shit about Hangman Page. He's got a big feud with John Moxley. They've been feuding for a while. They got the Who's big. Who's their gotta... champion in AEW right now? MJF. Still? Oh, okay. He just won it in like November. He it's has a couple defend... months now. But he's like, but they don't do paper. So he's defended it like one time. You know what I mean? Like he don't show up every time. Man, I don't know. And granted, I don't watch AEW. But it really feels, outside looking in, like the bloom is off the rose. It's cooled down a lot since summertime, big time. You know, the action figures don't seem to be as desired or in demand. The amount of traction I feel like it was getting on social media does not seem to be there. But an awful lot of people talking about Sammy fucking Zane. The uh, the CM Punk stuff, kind of like once that shit happened over the Mm -hmm. summer... Like, and then people got suspended and they had to start reworking shit. It kind of never really got back to that. Thing, you know what I mean? Like, it never really yeah, makes sense. When, so. when your top five people in the company got yeah. to go home disappear, at one time. disappear for fucking six weeks and you don't even bring it up. You just, they're just gone. Yeah. I get the, it. the Officer Barbrady booking. <laughs> Nothing to see here, people. <laughs> I cannot talk about this at this time. It's like, just say something, bro. <laughs> Acknowledge well, it. CM least. Punk is back in the news. He's making he's making headlines. I even I saw that he What'd showed he up do? at the he showed up at the New Japan oh, yeah. show. 
when every fucking mark lining up to ball of this guy is I trying know. to watch his show. It's like Jesus Christ. But guys. the tweet of the day goes to Kenta, who oh what said, he said. <laughs> Yeah, I heard my biggest fan was in attendance to watch me. I'll show him a real go to sleep. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's why he did. He won with his move. He did. <laughs> I love it. Oh, did you watch that show? That was a big show. No, right after. Uh, too much wrestling for me at one time. <laughs> I stayed up. I watched the uh, Mercedes Monet, Monet, whatever her name mm-hmm. is, Sasha Banks. I watched that match and I passed out before Okada. But she was good. Uh, Carrie said the, the match was over. These two were crazy. It's a loaded was, card for a very small building, too. I don't think they had planned on having the card that stacked at the time they booked the building. Yeah. And I then all of so. a sudden it, it was. Did. It, looked, it looked weird. It looked like very small. Like I would think it would be in a bigger place. I think it was only RTV. like a 400 seat building. Get the hell out. It did look dumb small, but I didn't know yeah. if it was on the other side or stuff. Wow, that's crazy. It, it was a super small building. Like I said, I don't think they had planned on stacking the card that heavy uh, when they originally booked it. And then all of a sudden, Mercedes became available and Okada became available. And they just like, all right, let's do it. Great. Supposedly, they're trying to expand a little more into the U.S. this year with their New Japan Strong. Let's see. I mean, I, I, mean, I like the idea of more competition. That's great. Sure. It makes yeah. everything great for the consumer. Yeah, when everyone's working hard to try to outdo the next person, put a little uh, fire under the feet of AEW to pick up their shit, you know? <laughs> Maybe get back on Twitter. Uh, so, yeah, I love it. Joe watching wrestling. Fun, fun, fun. That's why they call me Wrestling Joe. Yes, and now the road to WrestleMania. You excited for WrestleMania? Hasn't the road to WrestleMania? Haven't we been driving on that for like two months? Yeah, now? but now there's no more stops, baby. Oh, we now we're just driving. on the straightaway. No, we don't straight even need to get, you know pull over to get gas. No, we just going straight through, baby. Yeah. Oh, six weeks, five weeks now. Oh my goodness. Oh, I'm excited. I always enjoy WrestleMania, especially now with the two nights. I enjoyed it a lot more now because that seven-hour, eight-hour, one-night thing was really, really killing it, bro. I I understand what you're saying. I agree to an extent with what you're saying. There is still no need for two nights of WrestleMania. There's so many matches. Sure. There doesn't need to be. But there does. They have 100 belts. That's the problem, too. Well, that is, got, that is a problem. So, yeah, but I mean, they, it's there. So, I mean, they got to defend these things, which no. they don't even, right? They don't even like defend the. No, we just put a, a 30, no 30 man battle royal for the big show trophy. <laughs> exactly. It's the truth. I forgot that match exists. Do they still do that? I forgot. Yeah. Because they do it like on the pre show now. Like now it's not like a thing like it used to be. You would I think love with two nights it would be a thing. Back in the day, if you were like the Sunday night heat match, that wasn't considered being on WrestleMania. Yeah. Now, when you're the opening match, while the doors aren't even Two open, hours before the fucking thing starts. Like, the, all the fans are still at, like, the last meet and greet for access to get their Eight autographs matches. from fucking Yoshi Tatsu. And it's like, oh, my God, I had a WrestleMania match. But that's the thing, too. I'd be an eight-hour show plus the pre-show. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Don't get me wrong, it's too much. It was way too much. The show was too long. By the end of it, you would like you hated wrestling because it's just been your entire day. 
But still, two nights is just it's too much. It's it's too much for me. Give me a, th- a three hour WrestleMania in and yeah, out. I, I would love that. Four hours tops. That's great. I could do four hours of WrestleMania because it's a big event. But oh Jesus Christ! Did you uh, did you watch that press conference they do afterwards on Peacock? Is that did not you, the worst thing they ever? Do this shoot press conference. It's so silly. And like, it's not it, a shoot press conference. It's like obviously no. I'm like a sh- yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like it's a fake shoot press conference. Yeah, where they're like in character, but kind of trying to be like it's a real thing. in character. The they're setting up angles for tomorrow's <laughs> TV. Like it's just. I was like, what are we doing here? You know, because like when a, when you watch like an event like that, sometimes you like you end up lollygagging around and yeah. then you you just don't change the channel. So yeah, it comes on like, right I'm after out, I get up, I go smoke a cigarette, go take yeah, my piss. True. Maybe <laughs> I want to get a snack. The TV's just going. All of a sudden I turn around and uh what's this guy? A town. Austin Theory. Austin Theory. <laughs> I know. And he's being a heel, he's like healing it up to the reporters and shit. And <laughs> <It's> like, <what? laughs> I don't know if I like him as a heel or if I just like if he's got like the X Pac heat for me. I think it's a little bit both. He's okay, but I think he's like it's a little too much. He's like trying to be tough guy now. Like he was a cocky guy. Now he's yeah, kind of tough like, guy now. So it's like he's trying. He's trying, bro. <clears throat> I mean, at, at least they're trying to do something with someone different. Yes. I yes. mean, that's he's, always a good thing. He's getting but, seen us supposedly at Mania. So that's a big deal. That's so weird. It's a big deal. So, you know, like, he's young, he's young, he's got a great bot. you know, they like the kid, you know, I don't know, whatever, we'll see. Yeah, we will see. But yeah, the press conference deal was so, so fucking dumb. It's so silly. Unless someone's asking about fucking Cole Cabana and, <laughs> and his mom, you know. <laughs> I don't mind when it's like Triple H talking about the event, stuff like that. that see, like, like that part okay. was good where he's like, like, oh, like he's, yeah, we, we set a final, we set a yeah. Uh, talking house about attendance record. I'm like, oh, like okay, that. like this is kind of cool. That's but like Edge showing up with yeah, his wife, uh, fucking the black hole of charisma, Beth Phoenix, <laughs> the glamazon, bro. <laughs> like, what is that pose that she does with her? I hand? don't what, what even know. Trying to I fucking hold, like I don't know. <laughs> like, were her like first photos like holding a globe? Was she like fucking Atlas? Like, what the fuck was that about? I still don't get it. Like, she have a crystal ball? Is she gonna tell me my future, Beth Phoenix? What is it that you are manipulating your hands around? A giant marble? Or is it like do you want to like roll it over a hamster's? I don't know. I've wondered this for years, and it really caught me during this pay-per-view because I'm like. God, like Edge is doing his thing to point for the fireworks, yeah. and she's doing her hands with the crystal ball. Maybe she's manipulating the-, the fireworks. She's like, you know, but she wasn't because I've seen her for years <laughs> get no fireworks when she does this. She you know, never it's not had like fireworks. the Undertaker would do it and make lightning come out of his fingernails yes. or some shit. Scary shit. I've never seen Beth Phoenix do that. <laughs> Boo, Beth Phoenix. <laughs> I just, I just. I, I I just want to know, like what, like what is it? What do you think you're holding, girl? We'll tweet her later. We'll tweet her after the show. We'll ask her. Maybe she'll I, answer. Maybe What's she with will. the pose, girl? <laughs> What's with the pose, girl? <laughs> oh, Gomez, I checked out a new show this week. Did you? What you watch? So there's a. I opened up my Hulu app, 
And right on the front page was a recommendation. It's a brand new show on Fox. It was just the pilot episode. It's called Animal Control. Oh, I seen the commercials because it's the Super Bowl and all that stuff. So it, it stars Joel McHale. Double main man, Joel McHale. I don't know if I'd go that far. We don't love Joel McHale? Community? I, I love Joel McHale in Community. I don't necessarily love the character Jeff Winger now being brought into a workplace comedy where he's got to catch a raccoon. Is he like doing Jeff Winger? As it is 100%. Uh. What if we <laughs> Jeff took Winger Jeff Winger <laughs> and instead of being a lawyer, we put him in a workplace situational comedy where he catches animals and he's got a zany rookie partner That's who funny. used to be an Olympic snowboarder or some shit. Okay. <laughs> That's interesting. Oh, the X Games. Excuse me. He was oh, in the X, X Games. Games. Watch out. <laughs> it's so the, the description about this show on IMDb is a group of animal control workers begin to see their lives complicated by humans and not so much the animals. Ooh, wow. The show sucks. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's only one episode. I... I you can't judge it on one episode. Sure. You got to give it even community. The first probably five episodes. Yes. It, it really, it probably took a, a good solid five or six episodes. I always say the first DVD of the season one, you could skip the first disc it's and good. move on to disc two. And that's when the show actually starts finding it, its voice. And so I assume the same thing needs to happen here. They need to flesh out these characters a little bit, find what makes them work, find what makes them tick. But man, this was not a promising pilot episode. Mm. So like they just uh, someone calls for an animal thing, and then they just come and get the animal. Like that's yeah, the, and then they go job. back to the office, and everybody talks shit to each other. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like that's it. Because like I see the commercials, and I'm always just like, well, what's the hook of the show? Like they just like they just okay, they work. All right, interesting. Uh, I'll probably check it out one day if it's on the Hulu. You know, I have seen it's, it. Yeah, it's a half hour episode. It's not going to overtake your life because, as we know, time is very important. But yes. as of right now, I would say hold out. I'll I'll continue to watch for a few weeks before. If you people are on the fence, I'll let you know if there's a good jumping in point. I'll pencil it down. We'll check back with Joe in a couple of weeks to see how how animal control is uh, is working out. <laughs> I did catch up with Poker Face, however. Oh, I was going to ask you. Yeah. Yeah. I got to be honest. I'm fucking sick of it. What? Really? What's going on? Every episode is the exact same. Every episode. Oh, she happens to get a fucking weird job at this place that doesn't ask for identification and pays in cash as she makes her travels through the country to still avoid the evil Benjamin Bratt. And... Oh, now it's a new murder, a new crime. Oh, once a week. You're supposed to watch it once a week. But it's just, it's so repetitive, everything about it. It's not like there's interesting wrinkles or whatever. It's, it almost feels like, I always say with 80s cartoons, it's just like Skeletor's plot of the day. And, you know, maybe. But the interesting you know, wrinkle is is the case. She's like an afterthought in most of these cases. It's just not working for me. It was, it was cool, the opening four episodes, where now she's on the run from you know what happened at the casino and stuff but now that we've gotten to this point where like that's like not even mentioned like in the past two episodes or so so it's just like oh she's in this weird town working as a go-kart conductor oh 
Okay. Okay. So what? And then crazy stuff is happening around it. I love yeah. the show. I think it's fantastic. Mm. It's interesting. Like I the episode with the old ladies. Like you didn't enjoy that with Angela. Is that right? That's I just I don't understand how you don't because it's I'm not just, even a, it's not it. about but it's not about her. Like I just don't get. It's just an interesting story here, interesting story here, and this this uh, lady's here. That's what I mean. Like she's like a, a it's, side character. Yeah, it's it's obviously it's episodic, and we move on. But it's just okay. I get it. I've I've seen it. I'm first couple episodes. I was like, okay, this is cool. Now I'm I'm over it. It's already here, bro. It's, it's not you that needs to apologize. It's HBO or Peacock, whichever one it is. It's Peacock. Even, yeah, Peacock <laughs> needs to apologize. Oh, I'm, I'm very sorry to hear that because I've been enjoying it. I've been loving it. All the episodes have been fantastic. I'm enjoying the mystery. Like uh, the last episode I saw was the uh, Tim Meadows episode. I thought that was a lot of fun because you're dealing with these people, the actors. And like I said, she comes up. She, I feel like as the season goes on, she's in the, the show less and less. Which is okay yeah. because, like you know, like the case, like you're dealing with the the case. So I will say that Tim Meadows episode, it was fun to see Tim Meadows do something where he was a bad guy. I don't sure. believe I couldn't think of anything mm. I've ever seen Tim Meadows in where he was a, an antagonist. It's a very good point. I can't think he's always a happy like. What's going on here? Why would you do that? He's never starting trouble. Yeah. You know, he's the, he's the ladies' man, and he could tell by his half-full bottle of Cavassier that it's time to call it a night. It's the ladies' man. The ladies' man. <laughs> What's his name? I forget his name now. I can't think of it. Isn't it oh. the ladies' man? But doesn't he say it's the yeah. ladies' man? And then he has you know, like I, a, I don't remember. This is something, something yeah. here for you. <laughs> oh, my God. That's going to kill me. What is right. the ladies' man name? <laughs> like it was, it's always it's like right there. Oh, man. While you look for that, Joe, I'm going to take a sip. I'm a little parched. I got this new Coca-Cola. Have you seen this? Leon yet, Phelps. Leon Phelps, the ladies' man. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I got this new Coca-Cola here. It's called Coke Move. I'm going to taste what moving tastes like, I guess. I don't know what this means. It's Coke maybe move. it's. Is it like a heavy caffeine thing where it's supposed to get you moving? Nah, it does it? Doesn't say anything. I heard it's another fruity kind of drink. That's what I heard on the internet. Let me try this. I'm gonna try it here. Let's see. Oh, what it smells? Oh, I don't think I'm gonna like this one. Ooh. Oh, um. That doesn't that doesn't mm. sound like a satisfied. Nah, you know it's kind of. No, it's kind of got like a coconut kind of taste. To me, I, I it's several flavors. Mm, that tastes like a coke. Uh, I'm not a big coconut guy. <clears throat> oh, oh, I did not like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a coconut guy either. Mm. Um, I don't necessarily mm. mind the taste. It's the texture of the coconut on my tongue. It's, it's very weird. To me, it, it reminded me of um, a 7-Eleven Slurpee, like a pina colada kind of uh, thing there. Mm. Mm. Not good. 
No. I couldn't find the Peeps Pepsi. I was very upset. I've been dying to find it. You're not missing out. I've Like I said, I've had that uh, when it was the giveaway. They did a giveaway. Maybe they tweaked it, bro. Uh, from what I have heard, they have not. No. <laughs> they have not. Because <laughs> when I heard of Peeps, I figured it'd be like a vanilla, vanilla, right? Kind of like a vanilla Coke, uh, Pepsi. Because the, the peep piece? is a marshmallow, right? So like it's I supposed it's to be like a marshmallow like a, flavor, like but vanilla it's, kinda... it's like a garbage flavor. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to try it. I'll be on the lookout. They have cases of it, but not by me, sadly. The can is so cute. It's got little peeps all over it. I think I just want a can just to keep, maybe. You know? Yeah, I, I, I've been saving some of the cans from some of the weird sodas I've been getting. Oh, that's cool. I, I haven't done it, uh, like, from the beginning. It was just kind yeah, of something that's that started like, oh, I wish I had that. So. That's cool. Uh, I watched a new show this week, Joe. It was Tell on me about it. Disney Plus. Okay. I didn't what even know the show was. I Exactly. I didn't even know the show was coming out. And then a couple weeks ago, I heard about it. But just that it was coming out. And then it's out. A couple weeks later, it's called Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. This is a Marvel show. Okay. It's a cartoon. It's animated. Uh, I read this comic a few years ago. You know, she's one of the newer Marvel characters. So I tried to read that. I read Squirrel Girl, Miss Marvel. You know, I was trying to see about these new people. And uh, it's about a little black girl. And she lives in the city. Uh, Lower East Side, and she's very smart. And one day she opens a portal to another dimension and outsteps a giant Tyrannosaurus Rex. That'll happen. And uh, some stuff happens, and they decide to team up to, you know, save the neighborhood from crime. Hmm. Uh, I love the comic. Uh, I thought the show was great. The animation is fantastic. I love the animation. Kind of shell, uh, cell shading style, and uh, the soundtrack is good. There's a lot of music going on. It's just a very a lot happening. It's fast paced, and uh, I was a fan of it. It's for younger kids, you know. Like I don't see grown adults sitting there watching it every week. They might if they you know went to it, mm-hmm. but uh, I actually asked Shiloh to watch it because she doesn't really watch that kind of stuff. But I figured since it's a little girl, maybe she'd get into it. And she did. She really liked it. The girl walks around on roller skates. That's a thing. Roller skates and like a jetpack and like gadgets and stuff like that. So it's like it's fun. It's interesting. Uh, it's 20 minute episodes. I think there's like uh, 10 episodes or something. They're all available now on Disney Plus. If you got young kids or even if you went to, you know, some uh, checking out Marvel on the uh, younger side, definitely check it out. Moon Girl, oh, Devil Dinosaur. I may have to give that a watch now. I think it's fun. I think you should just check it out just for the, the animation style. The first episode's uh it's a double episode where they explain everything. I think it's a quick watch. And uh I think most people would enjoy it if they actually watched it. I don't I don't think a lot of people are gonna be checking this one out. Like I said, I'm a fan of the comic and I had no clue it was coming out till someone put up a trailer a couple weeks ago. I was like, What? They made a show about this? And then I turned on Disney and it was right. I was like, This came out? What? So but it's good. Okay, so there's something to watch on Disney Plus, and I spent some time on Disney Plus this week. Gomez. Did you? I did a rewatch hmm. of Wakanda Forever. 
Oh, okay. Because I said I really yeah. did not like this movie. And sure. I said, you know what? Now that I've had time to let it settle and kind of move on. So let me give this another shot. And guess what? You still I, hate it. I hate it even more. Oh, no. That's the worst. <laughs> I've been thinking of rewatching it. I've been very close to rewatching The Eternals. I'm like, I just want to watch this again, give it another shot. But then I'm like, I don't at the same time. <laughs> That's probably what's going to happen with Wakanda. Like, I want to watch it again, maybe watch it on my TV with the brightness put up since it was looking so mm-hmm. dark at times. That was my main complaint. I want to see the underwater shit so dark under there. But uh, yeah, and then I go, eh, you know, it's two and a half hours. Do I really want to do this? You're a better man than me, bro. It's, I, you know, it was there. It was up on like the recently added. Yeah, it just came out. Yeah. And I was just like, what? Like, I don't know. I honestly, like, I can understand that they, I guess they think they're being respectful by not recasting uh, T'Challa. But yes. I, I think looking back, they're going to look at that as a huge mistake. 100%. I wonder. I wonder what's going to happen. So I think at the end of this this Marvel phases, this Marvel phase six, whatever, I think they're going to reboot everything. That's what I think is going to happen. I think they're doing Secret Wars, and then, you know, we're going to get X-Men, and we're going to get new Captain, new Iron Man, new everything. Uh, so I wonder then, you know, because we probably won't get another Black Panther movie before then. You know, the no. lineup is is set pretty much. So I wonder if the next time we get Black Panther, we will get, you know, T'Challa again. So we watched a movie this week. Yeah. And this is now the eighth Marvel movie post Endgame. Yeah. And if you look at it like that, like post Endgame, here's what's come out. We've had Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals, uh, Spider-Man. Was it No Way Home? Yep. Uh Multiverse of Madness, Thor, Love and Thunder, Wakanda Forever, and now Ant-Man and yeah. the Wasp, Quantum Mania. Yes. All in all, that's a very mediocre grouping of movies. Now, there was obviously going to be a letdown, right? Avengers led us on probably one of the most majestic long-term storytelling devices that could have ever happened in any kind of content, right? whether it be movies, television, that gave us 12 years of massive budget, big blockbusters, good movies, terrific characters. So there was obviously going to be some letdown here. But the standard has definitely, definitely dropped. My thing is, um, maybe if we would have called this phase one again, maybe people would be a little better because... These were all these all new characters were being introduced to. Mm-hmm. Um, people have a misremembering. I think of the MCU. I think they're just remembering like the middle of Phase Two on because uh, there's a lot of mediocre in the beginning of the Marvel Cinematic the f- Universe here. The first Iron Man is still great, sure, and then came out. Hulk, which no one likes. Which, then came which Thor, they that nobody likes. Thor, came, I think, is is okay. I don't think it's sure. terrible, but it's Captain it's okay. America was I, very mixed. Now I, people I love know. it a lot more. I love it. A lot of people don't like the period piece. I understand it. 
You know, and then we had Iron Man two. Then we had Thor two. We that's not a, a banger list of movies here. And so I think people need to slow their roll and realize we're starting a story. We're just getting to know these people. Most of these people we don't give a shit about because we don't know these fucking people, you know? And all these movies have been fine. Uh, I don't know if I'd go that far. I don't think nothing's terrible. Nothing's been terrible. Things have been not great. I'm not saying everything is good, but there's no, this is terrible. Like Wakanda Forever... It's not good, but it's not terrible. There's enough it's, to where it's, it's just it's not like, good. But that's but you you're a little harsh on it. You know this. Everyone's told you you were a little extra. I, I, hard but I on think it. they're wrong. But that's you being silly. You can't be ninety nine people telling you, Joe, you're being a little too much, and you go, and you no, and ninety nine is wrong. Yes. No. no, that's not how it works, baby. You can it be is, wrong because when when you are right, you have to fight. Unless you want to just fall in. I don't want to be the 100th. I have I have an opinion. It is the correct one. Okay. So, anyway. <laughs> so, these people, they just, uh, they need to lighten up. I think we'll get there. We got Guardians coming out, right? We should be excited for that. That should be good. Uh, I think Ant-Man, right? It's mixed reviews. But, I mean, it's about middle of the pack, I think, for the most part of uh, people's, you know, thoughts on the movie, right? It's like sixty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, right? It's pretty, it's pretty middle of the pack, right? Well, look, let's talk about Ant Man then. We're sure, here. Let's, talk let's about do it. Yeah. Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. Like Gomez said, the reviews have been very mixed, and we get a cast of characters who I think works really well together. Yes, the, the, the people that they have great. in this movie is great. And even the daughter who is now older, she's not the cute little girl that we knew from the first two movies anymore. No. Um, she kind of slides in seamlessly now. Sure. Uh, we get Jonathan Majors playing Kang the Conqueror. And this movie comes off and this is, it comes off as Marvel's Star Wars, like this movie. Yes, sure. And, and visually... It's kind of cool looking and probably would have looked cooler if I hadn't recently seen the new Avatar movie. Uh, yeah, it's true. And, and and I'm not saying that to be, you know, like no, ridiculous. It's we one just of the greatest Avatar, which movies. was a, an epic proportion <laughs> yeah. of visual, yes. like no, just sim- uh, stimulation. Yeah. And Ant-Man tries to like be this Star Wars Avatar epic, you know, and it just, it feels like it's coming up short. It's almost like the AAA team, you know, going up against the varsity. And <laughs> it's, I, I don't think it was as bad as I kind of was prepared for going in. I definitely was not, ex- I, I definitely was expecting not to like this movie. Because like I said, my favorite thing about the Ant-Man movies is the fact that like the fate of the entire universe never rests on the shoulder mm-hmm. of Ant-Man. And here we are now using Ant-Man as this tool launchpad to reset the entire (laughs) cinematic universe here. And it almost feels like it's too big of a mission to put on Ant-Man. It is because that's not his character. Yeah. He don't don't do nothing. I think uh, 
like the movies are pretty much probably the only time he's ever fought crime, you know, like he's not doing stuff on the weekends, you know what I mean? Like he's just chilling. Ant-Man, Ant-Man 2, Civil War, Endgame, that's the only time he's done Ant-Man shit. Uh, so to have him now be like, I got to deal with this massive, massive threat, you know, uh, I know it's like a comic book thing. They do that a lot of times where they'll introduce a big character into a smaller kind of thing. But you you didn't do that because you tried to make the smaller thing into a bigger thing. You know, like if this was just a small Ant-Man movie and, oh, look, here's Kang off to the side doing some mischief. Oh, okay. But no, it's like we got to do this big space opera epic. You know, like yeah. you said, it's, it's a fucking Star Wars movie. Uh, if you didn't know, the, like, you know, people who don't watch these things, you could put Quantum Mania in front of people and go, Oh, look at this new Star Wars. They'd be like, Oh, wow, look at that. That's crazy. Yeah. How would you know? It's the same type of shit. Weird creatures. Yeah, it, it very much comes off like that. Like, if you were at the cantina on Moss Eisley, you could have run into a lot of the characters that are introduced to you in this Ant Man movie. 100%. Yes. So this is the description on IMDb. I want you to tell me if you think this works. Oh, here we go. What what do they say about this movie? Scott Lang and Hope Van Dyne, along with Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne, explore the quantum realm where they interact with strange creatures and embark on an adventure that goes beyond the limit of what they thought possible. No. It's fucking terrible. That's not the movie. (laughs) It is a terrible summation of what this movie is. They don't go to exploring the quantum realm. They fuck up and get sucked into the quantum realm. Yes, they didn't want to be there. And now it becomes a fight for fucking survival because they desperately want to get back home. Yes, I agree. That's not a that's not a good description. That's funny. Uh, So, um, let's see. Did you uh, did you enjoy Kang, right? Because this is the, the major thing of the movie, right? Because he's important, so it's kind of important how they introduce this guy. Because I'm sure most people haven't seen Loki, mm. right? You got to assume that this is people's first time seeing this guy. Yeah, or hearing of this guy in a lot of situations. Yeah, exactly. For me, I know of Kang only through, and I say this with every character in the Marvel Universe, um, I really only know him through the Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Sure. Where he has like a, a story arc going through there. And it is I so I, I I don't I don't have like a lot of connection to this character or a lot of built up like what I feel yeah. he should be. So I'm I'm you know I'm I'm coming in there with a blank canvas. And where I think they're successful is he gives off this aura. He's got a presence about him. He's and a superstar, Jonathan Majors. He is just... He is. And I looked him up, and I don't really see a lot on enough. his yeah. filmography that no, I'm familiar with. He's about with. to be. Yeah, he's But now, be. like, you you look at this guy, and you're like, okay, even if I don't know him, he's he's somebody. Yeah, he's he just... Yeah, 100%. Every scene he's in, he owns. And he's got this way about him that even as he's... Um, pontificating about what he feels is his purpose and where he feels he should be and his, you know, personal goal to control the entire universe and why he thinks he should. He does it in such a demure and almost quiet way that it comes off haunting. 
you're like, he doesn't need to yell and scream to get you to believe that he's a badass. You know what I mean? Flick of the finger, menacing, just real menacing. Shit. Just absolutely like, and there is like a, a bit of like terror to him. Like you're genuinely scared of what this guy could do should he choose to do so. So I think he, I mean, he's the absolute show stealer here. Yes. It's his movie. It's the Kang movie. Yeah. Once he starts showing up, he's he's the main focal point, and he's anytime he's on screen, he's bringing it. He is like, oh, you're engaged. You know, I felt the the first half dragged a little bit when they're getting to him, trying to search for him, and then once they find them, things start picking up and it starts getting better. But just uh, walking around the quantum realm, it was okay. It's it does drag. I don't really know what you could have cut out because the movie really it's wasn't. It's not. It's a tight two hours. Like it's... Yeah. So it's not, it's not like we're sitting here for three hours where you're like, okay, we could have yeah. lost five minutes here and eight minutes here. Yeah, get to the point. Let's go. But like the, it's just, it's a lot of world building just for the sake of it. And to get you to try to build up this feeling and this, you know, this, uh, this feeling in you that you want to commit to these um, resistance, these rebels, because it, you know, it basically is a Star Wars movie, so there is a resistance. We rebel, baby. This <laughs> is a rebellion, isn't it? <laughs> but I, I don't know whether that really comes off well. Like it does drag in the first half. I think the whole uh, plot point of them getting to the quantum realm in the beginning is is just preposterous. Like you just went through a whole fucking blip and you're still playing around with the fucking quantum realm. Oh, let's send a goddamn signal to the quantum realm. Well, don't you think like, I mean, come on, Janet, you got to say what's going on down there. Like you cannot talk. You cannot just be like, I, I don't want to talk about yeah. it, honey. Oh, the past 30 years. Yeah. Trying to take over the world down there. We need to not fuck with it. Let's not do that. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. And even when they get down, it's just like, I'll tell you later. Yeah. <laughs> no, tell me now. We're just walking. Tell me. <laughs> and even so we get like this one scene with Bill Murray where he plays like her quantum realm lover for the time yeah. she was down there. And even that, like, so I will admit I'm not the biggest of Bill Murray fans. I like the guy, but I don't go nuts for him like a lot of people do. And see him in this role. It was it was okay. It's, you know, it wasn't like they shoehorned him in just for the sake of shoehorning him in, but they did so little with him for five minutes and gone. He got it's nothing just to do. like, did, did we really need to do this? Cause you're doing it for a pop. You're putting yes, him is. in that role specifically like, to oh, get a, Oh my God, that's Bill Murray pop. And there's literally absolutely nothing to it. Let me ask a question, bro. So Janet's getting busy with Bill Murray. Bro, you think she she got a little busy with Kang too, right? You have to, right? Like this guy, like look at Bill Murray, and then you got Kang. Come on, from, she had to get up in from that all the time <laughs> that it sounds like they spent together. They you'd be to. an imbecile not like, to. Come on, in between, he's working on that ship, sweating, got his fucking muscles all out. Come on, what are you doing, Janet? Bill Murray, fucking slobby over here. What are you doing? <sighs> So I, I do think this movie has a lot like the banter between the main cast is still great. Michael Douglas as Hank Pym. He's great. With his movie. snarky comebacks and so good. just his interpretation as he's seeing the quantum realm unfold before him and his reactions to it is is phenomenal. Just great. 
And when they go to the bar the first time and he drinks that whatever thing they got at the bar so he can understand the language. Yeah. And he looks at the bartender and he's like, man, I don't know what you guys drink over here, but you have anything that could get me drunk? Like just, <laughs> it was like such an honest He was statement. having a good time. He was having a good time. And obviously Paul Rudd is, is phenomenal at what he does and the chemistry between him and Evangeline Lilly works. But th- this movie, I, and, it, and it was, and we understand that it was, it is just a transition piece to get you over to the next Marvel thing where it, it didn't feel they tried to make it an epic thing, but at the, at the same time, it was just a transition piece. And it it's does li- kind of fall flat as that piece for me. It's literally just a, a Kang introduction. That's the only reason for this movie. There is nothing else happening in this movie except for, Oh my God, we found this guy over here. I hope he doesn't show up again. Like that's, yeah. that's pretty much it. Oh, um, did you, um, sorry, my eyes very itchy down. I was cleaning today. Dusty. Um, what was I going to say? So did you like any of these quantum realm people? Like there's a whole cast of characters here. I want a little more. I'm not going to be honest. I want a little more wackiness. I think like I want a little more. Some of these guys, they seem a little too normal. Like there's a couple weirdos. Yeah. But then there's a lot of normal looking things. I want some more weird looking things in the quantum. Realm, I agree a hundred percent. Like I said, it's trying to be a star Wars movie with, without going full star Wars. It's trying to be visually aesthetic of avatar without going the, you know, there's a lot of half assing it. It feels in this movie and these side characters within the quantum realm are a real big part of that. Like, and then the one time they kind of like acknowledge it where Michael Douglas is walking down and he goes, Holy shit, that guy looks like broccoli. Love that guy. And, and I it's love a broccoli dude. man. And love him. Yes, it's hilarious. He's but it good. was like they were just like, okay, like what's like something dumb and stupid we could point in? And we got a broccoli man. I gotta I love the broccoli man because if I was stuck in the quantum realm, he seems like he's he's game, he's a good wingman. He sees the wops. He comes right up over there trying to be like, hey, baby, what are you drinking over there? That's that's the man you need to hang out with down there. Not going to yeah, lie. He definitely got his fingers on the pulse. <laughs> One of them weirdos, uh, the uh, the guy with the, the thing on his head that he could read your minds and stuff. Yeah. So, like, he's a popular actor. He's from The, the Good Place. Uh, so that's people, where he's from. Yeah, so people love him, right? He's he's popular. Um, the big rumor was that he was going to be Reed Richards, Mister Fantastic. Obviously, that is not the case here. You cannot have a black man be <laughs> Reed Richards, right? Well, I don't know because in the comics, Kang is a descendant of Reed Richards. So I wonder if they're gonna make him black. It's very possible we might get a black Fantastic Four. Very possible. We'll see. But this guy went from the as rumors as of good Fantastic. Exactly. Four, Who cares? Care. So this guy went from oh he might be Mister Fantastic to being to a be- dude. <laughs> his head lights up when you're telling a lie. Man, that must have sucked. <laughs> I was like, oh wow, that's a big fall there, bro. Yeah. Oh man, I'm gonna be the linchpin of the Marvel universe. I filmed for a day and they'll never <laughs> see me again. <laughs> Cause we ain't seeing none of these people again. Like no. why, we're never gonna go in the quantum realm again. So there was a rumor that uh the movie ended with these people stuck in the quantum realm. And they reshot 
and decided to not leave them in there. Very interesting, huh? You know, if there was a point where I thought they would get stuck there, and I, did, I wasn't I did too. I wasn't totally against it. I think maybe they don't want to do it because like he was just stuck in there for endgame and stuff. Like he just got stuck there, so he's gonna be stuck in there again. I wonder if they think it's too similar. But uh, I wouldn't have minded uh, if they did that. I also heard there was a rumor that they shot some scenes where they have a kid, Hope and and Scott. There's like a little baby around, and they decided against that. We don't need no little babies around. No, too many uh, little babies. Yeah, too many, too many. Yeah, enough. <laughs> but either way, now like we, like I said, we've had eight movies since Endgame. Endgame, I thought, led us off in a very wonderful place, right? We all left sure. left there with great it's the feelings, end of the story, great memories. Of course. Yes, you know, and it was done well. Uh, like Endgame wasn't the best of the best singular movie, but as the conclusion to a decades long storyline, it was great. Great, yes, hundred percent. But since then, I, I to me the the best movie to come out since is the Spider Man movie. Sure, it's great. And then I feel like everything is just kind of clustered from there. Don't forget, we got all these TV shows too. Those things count, you know. Was it like six shows? Yeah, you know those characters are important. We are going to see them soon enough. I'm I'm actually looking forward to when uh, the no more Marvel shows edict goes into place. It's already starting. We're only yeah. going to get like two shows supposedly now this and year. I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay, but I'm just interested to see how this changes their plans. They had a plan that probably involved all these shows, right? Yeah. Obviously, we don't need an Echo show. We don't like some of these things. We don't. We don't. Need, I, I'll uh, tell you what. We really don't need after rewatching Wakanda Forever. We definitely don't need fucking Ironheart. <laughs> I, but it might be good. The character's okay if you know if she's doing her own thing. It might not be so bad when she's shoehorned into uh, you know into a thing she doesn't need to be in. Yeah. But uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, I think <laughs> I think less shows is good. Of course. But uh, I just wonder if they have a plan. You know, they've been good to us. Why not see what their plan is? Yeah, I mean, listen, it's not like I'm going to stop going to Marvel movies anytime soon. It's just mm-hmm. that for the most part, I'm leaving here not necessarily uh, happy. E- even like you said, okay, maybe we do have a little bit of revisionist history when it comes to the earlier Marvel movies. But at the same time, I feel like even in between, we were getting some some real good movies. Even if they weren't like five-star bangers, we got some really solid movies with characters we never expected to get good movies out of. And then we start getting them. Like I said, I love that first Captain America, the first Avenger movie. I know not everyone does. But I, I leave the movie theater and I go, wow, man, good I had time. a really good time at the theater tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, even stuff like that. And I don't find myself doing that a lot with this recent batch of Marvel movies. I get it. I get it. Well, uh, our next Marvel movie has been pushed back to November. The Marvels, Captain Marvel 2, of, you know, whatever nonsense. That's uh, November now. So that's a, that's a big gap now. Now we, uh, and I don't think a TV show comes out. What's the next TV show? I don't even know. Like, there's, there's no Marvel would... for a I guess it's got to be Loki, right? I mean, 
spoiler alert, you know, like we've been talking spoilers oh, the please. entire time, but that's barely the, a spoiler. The the cutscene at the end is hey, this is important for Loki. you to go watch this new Loki show. Yes. Which is cool if uh season two is them trying to chase Victor Timely. That's the original Kang. Mm-hmm. Like that's Kang number one. Um, so we'll see. Uh, but that's it. So I mean, people worried about Marvel fatigue. Eh, you know, Marvel's cooling down. Like I said, we got Guardians coming out, and then months and months and months, nothing. There'll be a lot of comic book movies, though. There's a lot of DC shit coming out this year. But in terms of Marvel, you know, people want a break. I think we're gonna start slowing down, and maybe, maybe we'll uh, get back into the swing of things with Phase Five. Maybe Phase Five is where we hit our stride, right? And we just cruise on to the end. I hope so. You know, <laughs> maybe, I, I, maybe. I hope so. <laughs> I, I'd like to. So the guy who wrote this movie is uh, the one writing the Avengers Kang Dynasty. So I don't know. He did a good job writing Kang. So maybe, you know, but <laughs> I hope he, I hope he takes his time because, you know, this one wasn't great. Uh <laughs> Let me hit right. some music here. Go ahead. Let's hit some music. Let's give it an official score here. Because we're circling around how we really feel about the movie here. Are you a man? A double main man? Are you a man? A triple main man? A man, man, man? A quadruple main man? Are you our man? All right, Joe. Main man standing time. Let's get into this here. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. What, what, what are you feeling here? Man, for me, this is a very difficult movie to like throw a score at. And I, I really, I know it comes off that I'm not very enthusiastic about this film. And, and to the most part, that is probably the correct assessment. But I, I didn't hate this movie. There's nothing hateable about it. You got some good performances. You got some like really cool visual looking things. It's just that it's happening at a time where we just saw some of the coolest visual effects that will possibly ever exist in our lifetime. So they come off as almost amateurish by comparison, but it's still cool to see fucking giant man fucking up shit and knocking down buildings and seeing like this new villain that they've created who is a legitimate threat. And one of the biggest complaints with the Marvel movies is that they have had trouble building up their villains. And this is one that I think as we go on and we get more and more into Kang, I think it's, it bodes well for the future of everyone trying to come together to combat Kang. Um, we, like I said, the performances are good. This cast just works well together. And I love that banter that really the, the five main characters have between Hank and, and Jan and Hope and Scott and now Cassie. I think they all work together, especially uh, Scott and Cassie. This is really like the first extended period of time we've had them together. And this girl works really well with them. Uh, Catherine Newton is her name, the actress. And it's, so I don't hate the movie, but it is at the end of the day, very mediocre. And it is just a point of it's a bridge to get us to the next side of you know wherever marvel wants to take us and for that i feel like i can only go like double and a half main man Mm, yeah i'm gonna give it a three uh it's fine 
Uh, I think Kang is fantastic. I think it starts slow, but you know, once it gets going, I think it's it's good enough. Uh, it's definitely a bridge just to get to the next thing, like you said. I wonder how much Kang we're going to be getting in the future. Is he going to be popping up in movies? Just going to be popping up at the end credit stuff? You know, I wonder how they're going to to sprinkle this in now that yeah. we know he's out there. We have this uh, Council of Kings, as you saw at the end, the end credit, all the Kings together. That's a big deal. Which that's was actually kind of cool looking with all the different per- – it was, you know, yeah. the Council of Ricks, obviously. That's exactly uh, where they get it from. Yeah. Everyone so, keeps talking about the Rick and Morty of this movie. Rick and Morty's been ripping off Marvel for years. They're yes. all Fantastic Four fans. like this. They all love this shit. That's where the Council of Ricks come from, Council of Kings. So it was awesome to see. Um, so, yeah, it's a three – uh, you know, I like Ant Man. I wish you know he got to be a little more Ant Man y. Yeah, yeah. We, we were worried about that from the start, weren't we? Yeah, and we, we said that from the start. And like, Ant Man is best when he is when he gets to be that aloof, kind of goofy, you know, nothing's too serious. Um, we leaned into that Baskin Robbins version of yes, Scott yes. Lang, a lot of Baskin Robbins in this one. So, I mean, that's a joke I make all the time is Baskin Robbins always finds out. But I like that it's a very like it's a very limited thing for the amount of people who are able to pick up on that. Now, I don't think uh, with the way they pushed it in this movie that that will be uh, the case from now on. One one thing we haven't mentioned in the movie, and this is uh, somewhere where the movie does a lot of its silliness. Modoc, we get our boy Modoc. Oh, my God. Was that just like, and when when I say some of the visual effects look almost amateurish, like when they take off the Modoc mask and you see it's this guy's face. face just stretched out, it looks like you put your computer background on with a a, a low a resolution photo and you and put you the put stretch the... feature on it. And I was just like, "This is a fucking Marvel movie, guys!" Like, we didn't. Twitter's love it. Twitter's just all like, "Is this for real? Is this a real thing?" <laughs> I thought it was funny as shit, though. I enjoyed. I enjoyed the silliness of it, just because, like, "Oh, look, Ant Man's being silly." Like, we get some silly yeah, stuff and, here. And I think they treated the character well in the film to kind of embrace the silliness of it. Yes. So I don't, you know, it's not like he came out and he was supposed to be like this destructor or whatever, you know, they they treated it as such. So at at least from that perspective, it was kind of done. Okay. Yes. Modoc. So funny. People love that character. That's been a character that people people want to see for the longest time. So it's like, Hey, you got it, bro. (laughs) You got, you got his ass and everything. Yeah. You did. Modoc ass. Hysterical. Uh, I enjoyed. I enjoyed Modoc. I wasn't sure if I would enjoy it. I enjoyed it more than that the Hulu show. Remember that terrible? Yeah, that wasn't great. Do you know? Remember there was another Hulu show, Hit Monkey. Remember that Hit Monkey where they renewed this like a year. It just like a couple weeks ago they just had an announcement. I don't know. Like they forgot they had this fucking this show, (laughs) and like, hey, let's do another one. I don't know anyone that watched it, that talked about it, nothing. And they're making a season two of Hit Monkey. Unbelievable. Fucking Marvel. Maybe there is too much Marvel, Joe. See? <laughs> Listen to me and you'll never go wrong. Wakanda forever is not good. You, you got to stop saying this. You're trying to get us in trouble. 
With who? You know. Mitch Marvel love- knows better than to come after me. The people who love Wakanda forever. That's a lot of people. They love it. Seven or eight max. Angela Bassett's going to win an Oscar. Oh, my goodness. Look at that. It's going to be celebrated. We're going to have to celebrate Wakanda forever. <laughs> so we're back at the movies, Gomez. We had the Ant-Man. What do we got coming up for next week? Oh, we're going to see Joe's autobiography. Cocaine Bear. Can't wait. Yes. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited. Directed I, by Elizabeth Banks. It's I'm sorry, Banks. what? Yes, Elizabeth Banks. D. Elizabeth Banks. There isn't another one. It's the one we know. Uh, she's the director of this movie. <laughs> Good friend. She knows how to pick a project, man. <laughs> I wonder, like, what? She doesn't direct a lot of things, but uh, I wonder what made her go, yo, that coke, I need to do that cocaine bear movie. <laughs> You know, like, I feel like I don't know how she is, like, how she's regarded in the directing realm, but I feel like she's a big enough name where she can say no to some projects, right? Like, I would think so, but you never know. She's a lady. I don't know. You know, maybe ladies have it a little harder, right? So maybe you don't say no. You know, like, yes, I will take that opportunity any chance I get. I'll do the fucking Cocaine Bear movie. Like, don't get me wrong. They obviously (laughs) are promoting the shit out of it. You watch. I cannot believe when they first announced this movie, I'm like, I can't wait to watch this. I'm going to make Joe watch this. We're going to definitely watch this. And then it became a thing. Yes, it it, it definitely is. I, I couldn't believe it. Like, I was like, okay, but it's all over the TV. Cocaine bear. People are like, what the fuck? Cocaine bear. I see tweets like, did I just see a movie for cocaine? Like, so this thing is fucking everywhere. I cannot believe it. I don't know. Do you think this movie is gonna make money? I can't imagine. I think it is. They're promoting. I don't I think it's I'm gonna not gonna, be gonna one say of those it's things. not gonna be like a hundred million dollar opening weekend or anything like that. But I think this is gonna. I think this is gonna make money, and I think it's gonna be one of these things where especially the college stoner age people like for me that movie was snakes on a plane sure yeah like by the time snakes on a plane came out yeah in my head before i'd even seen the movie in my head it was already one of the best movies i'd ever saw yes sadly it wasn't i still like it i like it but i just i was like oh snakes on a plane bro and we got that really good cobra starship song of course Cobra Starship, baby. <laughs> so, but I think that's really what we're going for with Cocaine Bear here, and I could see it doing well. Uh, you know, it's not going to break any records, but I could see it definitely being a very popular movie for a couple weeks. Ant Man made um like a hundred and four, hundred and six million. It's a lot of money. I was I was pretty surprised. Yeah, uh, and Ant Man is not this yeah. pillar the of highest a, a su- yeah. broken Ant Man movie by a lot. Yeah. It's the highest, I think, opening besides like, uh, you know, the two big ones, you know, Wakanda mm-hmm. and Spider Man. Like, so it's like bigger than Doctor Strange, bigger than this. So it's pretty crazy, Ant Man. Who would have thought? <laughs> We've got three Ant Man movies. Shit. Three, like that's insanity. It is pretty crazy to think. Of and this is the worst one. Yes, it is. It is. I still think it's good enough, but. We were nervous about it from the start, right? I think everything we were nervous about was exactly yeah. what happened. We were right to be nervous. Uh, Hopefully, next week we ain't gonna be nervous. 
No, I think next week is one of those weeks where we can kind of relax and just go in and have a good time. Can't wait. Well, let's uh, wrap this up because I'm excited to get to next week, bro. Let's do it, baby. It is now time for the big finish. So, big finish time. The wheel is up. And we are spinning it. Today's big finish, Slurpee flavors. I fucking mentioned Slurpees for the first time in forever, and it comes up on the this wheel. This is like That's Instagram crazy. now. When it hears you think <laughs> of something. That's so funny. It shows up in your suggested uh, posts. Here we go. Coca-Cola number one. It has to be. You know, I'm never... I like soda. I like Slurpees. I've never been like a, a Coke slurpee guy i i just i don't know why yeah i oh, know man okay. like i don't like coke thing like a coke like you know uh candy yeah like i've never been into the the soda flavors. oh to, to me when i first discovered that a coke slurpee was a thing i was like i can I'm, imagine i'm sorry like <laughs> and this is like exists like it's not just sorcery like sure yes absolutely there was a sour one that was really good. There was a sour patch one. I don't remember what exactly the flavor was, but it was sour patch flavor. It was so good. A little sour. Mm. Mm. I'm always a cherry guy, but I like to mix maybe a cherry with a little bit of the blue raspberry. Give it a little something okay. extra, you know? For me, my number two is another soda flavor. They what? did an orange Fanta. Ooh. And that one was killer. Love the orange Fanta. Ooh, I'm trying to I, I used to go to get Slurpees all the time, and then the one by me, their machine was always fucking broken. Yeah, and I just kind of gave up. And plus, they changed the nachos, so like I don't go like to Seven Eleven as much as I used to. It's very sad. I, I love Seven Eleven, bro. Good quality shit. Yo, Seven uh, Eleven used to be the jump off, especially being from the Northeast. Like that was our store. Yes. But then nowadays especially uh other chains have opened up and surpassed 7-eleven and especially now that i live in florida we have wawa if you go to other places they have sheets Sheets or if you go even further you know towards uh the midwest and that area you have bucky's which is that i don't like the galactus of fucking it is galactus i thought sheets was crazy bro Whoa, <laughs> bro! You think if you think Sheets is crazy, wait till I've you see a fucking sheets. Bucky's. Whoa, nah, I'm excited. Love, Bucky's love might as crazy. well be the size of Disney World. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> You're talking like 50 gas pumps, just a monstrosity of a building for for snacks and and sodas and whatever you can think of. Probably a souvenir stand. They have it all at Bucky's crazy i love it <laughs> and uh the third slurpee i don't know watermelon that sounds all right pineapple <laughs> <laughs> whichever one is working really that's the yeah. that's the answer 
Oh, all right, Joe. Hit him with dumb plugs and get out of here. Uh, thank you guys for listening or for watching on YouTube. Remember to hit the subscribe button on any podcast app or here on YouTube. Leave a like, leave a comment, leave a five-star review, wherever it is that you're finding this. Follow us on all the social media at Card Jomez. You can follow all my personal stuff at the Joe Shoes, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Joe Shoes. Bookings coming up March Ooh. 30th. Los Angeles, California, Whoa. major wrestling figure podcast live 2000. April 15th, ACW Wisconsin for Wisconsin. Water City Wrestling Con. <laughs> I'll be out there performing in the Battle Royal. And if you're listening to this on Thursday, my new official and exclusive trading card from Bo J should be available yeah. if it hasn't sold out yet. There was a pre-sale on Tuesday for an hour, and it goes. It went up to the public on Wednesday. Go to bojay.com, B-E-A-U-J-A-Y.com to purchase an exclusive Captain Shoes trading card. There is a blue kind of standard version and an orange holograph version that's only out of five. The blue is out of 50, but they will all be signed, autographed by your double main man. Love it. I'm hoping to get one. Oh, I hope I have one by the time you're listening to this. <laughs> oh, I'm the Gomez154 Instagram and Twitter. Check out my Twitch stream. I'll be hopping on here and there, putting stuff up, testing stuff out for my 24 hours of sweaty men in tights that I'll be doing in between WrestleMania night one and two. I'll definitely be tweeting that out more as we get closer to the date. And we'll be back next week with another episode where we talk about cocaine. Get that off the screen because we'll be watching Cocaine Bear. Ooh, Cocaine Bear. I'm excited. I can't wait, Joe. But until then, Gomez, that's a moray, cowboy. Peace. Peace.